Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Science, Technology and Environment Conversations. Let's welcome Brandon DeCock, who's the Director of Storytelling. Brandon, good evening and thank you very much for joining us. Hey, Patricia. Hi. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So the question is, do middle-class South Africans care about the climate crisis? <laughs> Ooh, just like that. Broadly. Just like that. So, just like that. Yeah, so, so I heard you saying, you know, you're not sure if you're middle-class or not. So just to, just to define what we do, you know, we, we've been doing this for about 10 years, trying to work out um, what, let's call it the tax-paying community of South Africa. You know, there's about 12 million South African adults who live in households earning more than 10,000 rand a month. So that's kind of like the... It's the privileged uh, 30% of South Africa, like privileged enough to be able to earn enough to pay tax. Um, so that's who we're talking about. It's not. It's not like you know, middle class is a is a strange thing, you know. But um, so, so that's who we're talking about, and we we ask these people loads of questions every year. We do a huge piece of research called Brand Map, and we ask all sorts of questions. And part of that is this barrage of questions about like the environment, of how important is something like global warming to you. Um, and we just discover that, that in general, like uh, uh, there's a number of different things we can talk about, but in general, it's weird that we're not as concerned about the environment as it feels like we should be. As you said, you know, we, I'm sitting in Cape Town, there was snow on blooming Table Mountain 10 days ago, you know. Um, something's happening here, but we're, we just apparently have a lot more to be worried about right now than the environment. Well, yes, uh, times are tough um, for all South Africans, but we we can't go by without noticing the drastic changes in climate because these affect a lot of um, things, just like uh, how crops are are grown and the price of crops and the price of food. It affects our health as well. It affects the environment in general. And if we don't look out for what's happening in the climate, then it means we are trying to live with ignorance, which is supposedly bliss, but I don't believe so. So uh, does it seem that our South Africa would rather be in bliss than face head on what is happening with the climate amidst everything else that we are facing. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a hard one to it's a hard one to sort of to, to, to lay blame. If you know what I mean, like like it's a bit rough to blame people. We live in a in a country with with some some pretty hectic challenges, you know. So if if we ask people what they care about most, things like poverty and education and crime and health and things like that. Are, are always going to come up as much more pressing in people's minds than, than the environment. And I guess that's where the educational thing comes in. You know, we, I think we need to understand that without a planet, everything else is going to, is going to break down, you know. But we, it's hard for us to escape that reality. If, you, if you're sitting behind your electric fence in, in the suburbs of Johannesburg and you're kind of petrified about crime and violence, um, you know, worrying about the, the, the fact that, that the, the, the planet seems to be fighting back. It's, it's not really in your face yet, you know? So I guess the danger is if we leave it too long, then uh, it, will be, it will be in your face. Mm. Uh, but right now, yeah, there's just lots. I mean, one of the funniest findings we had is that we, we asked people what, what causes they care about. And, you know, animal welfare actually comes in higher than environmental issues. Which is which is quite ironic, you know what I mean? It's like the animals are going to die without a planet, but yeah. we care more about uh, animal welfare than we do about in the environment. This doesn't make sense. You know, I think we we're, we're still we still have our heads stuck in the sand a bit. 
So how do we get our middle-class South Africans out of the sand? Ooh, it's got to be, I think it's got to be an educational issue. You know, it's kind of, um, I mean, it is hard. As I say, we, we, we've got a lot of other problems to contend with. Um, but we just, I think we, we, we just need a sort of a concerted effort to keep the conversation going. What you're doing right now and what you do on your program is, is part of the solution, you know. I don't think we talk about it enough. I don't think we talk about it enough at dinner parties. I don't think we talk about it enough at school. Um, you know, it's almost like this is something that needs to become part of our, it needs to weave into every conversation that we have in life, is this whole idea about what can we do, or at least just let's keep it, you know, top of mind. A-teamers, we're in a conversation with Brandon Dukaku, who is a brand maps director of storytelling. And we're, we're, we're talking about the climate crisis that we are facing globally, but obviously zooming in on to South Africa. What are your thoughts? Are you concerned as a South African? Are you concerned about uh, the erratic weather patterns? Now we don't really know which season we are in. Or is it something that's secondary to you? You're not really worried. You're more worried about the here and now income, economy, and and uh, COVID-19, to vaccinate or not to vaccinate, your employment. What is it that, you know, is, is making you not want to worry about the climate, if you're feeling that way? Please interact with us. WhatsApp on 011. Um, call in, in fact, on 011-714-2006, or you can WhatsApp 0614-104107. Celebrating 26 years of unity in our diversity, let us remember our rich cultural heritage and use it to build our wonderful nation. SAFM celebrates Heritage Month. Tweet at SAFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. Science, Technology and Environment Conversations. In conversation with the uh, director of storytelling at Brand Map, Brandon DeCock, talking climate crisis. Now, with the survey that you took, Brandon, your survey revealed some unexpected trends. Can you please share these with us? Um, yeah, well, I think the, the trend with, with the, the, the trend when it comes to, to environmental concerns that I think was kind of most strange or concerning is that it appears that it's actually older people who care more about the environment than younger people, uh, which is almost completely counterintuitive, right? I mean, you, you think of uh, um, Greta Thunberg and, and all of those young people, those young activists globally. But here, it seems like well, our, our research shows that older people care more about the, the environment than younger people. Doesn't that seem counterintuitive to you? Absolutely. Absolutely counterintuitive. Yeah. But it, it, then yeah. it, it should beg the question, what is our, you know, education delivery like? Are we emphasizing yeah. on on the environment enough at a basic education level? Um, at home, are we talking about the environment? Yes, I think we obviously we're doing a pretty shocking job of it at, 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 at school. You know, I think I mean that if we were if we weren't, the, the results would be completely the, the opposite. But but they're not. So uh, there's something going wrong at, at school level. And then in the home level, uh, there's another really fascinating thing we come up with. So I'll turn it, turn it back on you, Patricia. If I asked you the question, if, if I gave you the option to tick a box that said, I make an effort to buy goods that are eco-friendly, would you tick that box? 
As, as much as possible, yes. Yeah. Okay, so you would be part of 14% of respondents to our survey. So only 14% of people, when you ask them if they make an effort to buy goods that are eco-friendly, say that they do. Radical, right? I mean, it's mm. just, it's, so that, that's not going to change the world. And I think there's a reason for it. Um, you know, if you, I, I, and I, I don't want to badmouth the manufacturers of eco-friendly goods, but, you know, you only, you only have to buy one overpriced um, can of, or, or bottle of eco-friendly detergent that doesn't actually wash your dishes um, before you, you start wondering whether it's worth, you know, doing it more. So there's, there's two problems with, with eco-goods. Is generally, they're incredibly expensive. Uh, I, I don't know if you've found that yourself, mm, but I mean, I, absolutely. I, I, you know, bamboo earbuds cost 10 times more than the normal earbud, and, and your sort of earth-friendly um, kitchen the, cleaner yeah, costs more. Yeah, the detergents, absolutely. Yeah. So, so there are problems, there's a problem in that system. I mean, how are we supposed to popularize these ideas on a commercial level? If it's almost out of the reach of, of the average South African, you know, it's a, one of my little joke phrases always is, um, you know, it's 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 hard enough to to put a chicken on the table in South Africa, let alone worrying about if it's free range or not. You know, so, mm. so we have other. We're a hard country to to. It's a hard country to try and sell eco issues as being more important than survival. You know. So perhaps uh, it needs to go out to uh, manufacturers that we as South Africans are concerned and uh, they need to bring to the public goods that are eco-friendly, free-range food, um, organic food that doesn't harm the environment, but on the same, in the same breath, make sure that it's affordable for us because we see what um, detergents and the likes that are not eco-friendly are doing to our environment. But on the other hand, we can't you know, escape the fact that financially we are not at a place where we can be fancy as South Africans. So maybe a clarion call needs to be made to manufacturers. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be, I think there's a massive opportunity for, let's call it the manufacturers of basic goods and services, have a massive opportunity to win over the hearts and minds of educated South Africans, you know, Um, I mean, if if if, I, if if all else was equal, right? So if the prices of the goods was the same, or even just a, a little bit more, but not you know one and a half times more, and if the quality of the goods was clearly there. So with food, a lot of the time the quality of your sort of more sustainably farmed goods is actually higher, right? There's a, a higher nutrient level. There's there's, a, there's more goodness inherent in a, a well-farmed substance. But when it comes to other commercial goods, you know, soap and face wash and all those things that we do and toothpaste. Um, there's a massive opportunity, I think, for people to, for manufacturers to win us over by showing us that they really do care. So don't just pay lip service, you know, do something that actually is going to work. Um, so, so yeah, I think there's an opportunity for, for, for sort of the, com- the big commercial entities in this country. And I don't think anyone does it really well. You know, can you think of, can you think of brands that are doing it really, really well? Mm. Let me go to the lines. I've got Felicity on the line. A team of Felicity, good evening. Hello, good evening, Patricia. Hello, Brendan. Are you guys well? Excellent, thanks. Excellent, thank you. Uh, interesting conversation, as always. But now, you see this climate issue, now. I realized and I, I got into panic mode earlier in the year when you couldn't find tomatoes. And if you could find tomatoes, they were unreasonably priced. 
And it was because of the rain and the weird uh, weather pattern. Apparently, we had a lot more rainfall than it was expected. It was unusual, so tomatoes don't grow if it's muddy and, and the soil is, is, is too wet. So now, how does this trickle down to the person on the ground? Tomatoes are like staple food. Tomatoes, cabbage, potatoes. So once you can't afford to buy tomatoes because of the climate, then I think we really need to start asking ourselves about how much do we care for the climate and if really this ignorance that we're living in is bliss and if it's sustainable bliss for us. If ignorance is bliss, yes, let's live in ignorance. But we can't live and go hungry and not have food in our ignorance. I agree with you, Felicity. (laughs) I agree with you 100%. Thank you so very much for calling in. Um, uh, Brandon, there's uh, a a report that was issued in August, a warning report, in fact, by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which was dubbed Code Red for Humans. Can you tell us a bit more about it and if... All humans have read it and have access to it because it doesn't make sense if it was exclusive for those within uh, this particular um, uh, body. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it's just it's just one of many. You know, the uh, the, the, uh, the it's almost like the entire scientific bodies of a body of the world, um, individually and severally, are starting to put out these kind of like panic reports, and that that happens to be one of them. They just said it's code red, and they said we've we've reached a tipping point. But I promise you, it's one of many. You know, the people have been saying this for a long time that we need to watch out for these tipping points. So, um, you know, when you have something like um, I don't know if you saw that story about about the 48.8 degrees, the highest mm. temperature ever recorded in Europe was recorded about a, a, a month ago. Um, 48.8 degrees. It's like insane on a, in a little town in in, in Sicily. Um, yeah, this this sort of thing shouldn't be happening. So the scientists were just warning us that we've reached a tipping point and we need to be like super careful about it. Um, and and here's the problem, you know, we I, I'm interested in this, so I'm googling these things and I'm researching the whole time. But but they're not front of you know we've we have politics taking up our front pages of the newspaper and the and the headlines on on every uh, on every news broadcast. Um, the climate's still almost playing second fiddle. So the more that these scientists publish these reports, the better it is for all of us. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, I don't know, it's almost like the burning platform problem, you know. I think people start panicking so much that they almost don't want to hear the bad news. You know? Well, when people are crying and complaining about the price of food, then it's time for us to just sure. make sure this is top of mind and we make a big hoo-ha about it. Be activists in our own little ways when it comes to the climate. Brandon, thank you so very much for joining us. And uh, the work that you're doing, uh, uh, you know, is is really uh, recommendable. And it's work that I think we all need to tap into as South Africans and make sure that all the stories that need to be told are told. Thank you so very much. Only a pleasure. Thanks very much for having me, Patricia. Have a great evening.